listening to the Paul McGuire Report. This is Paul McGuire. And we're looking at the world today together from the big picture perspective. That's how we're going to approach this today. We're going to, we're going to approach this from looking down from heaven upon the earth. But our perspective, and this is, this is so vitally important, our perspective must be this, because if it's not this, then our perspective is deficient. And if our, defect, if our perspective is deficient, then our perspective is not true. And if our perspective is not true, our perspective lacks power, power to change, power for victory, etc., etc. So, only to reasons known by God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, God has called you and I and the people that we know, he has called us to be here for such a time as this. And God knew us before the foundation of the world to be here for such a time as this. In other words, God pre-planned the fact that you and I would be born in whatever nation we're born in, America or some foreign nation. God pre-planned that. God pre-planned what families we would be birthed into, what language we would speak, what uh, class we are a part of. By class, I mean, you know, like working class, middle class, upper middle class, or there may be somebody in the elite, the globalist elite listening. And, and whatever social or economic environment God has chosen you to be born into, God chose that environment so that you could reach your maximum potential, your maximum perspective. In other words, God looks at everything through the long-term viewpoint, not just the short-term viewpoint. So we would often think, well, gee, if only I was born into a more affluent, educated family, then uh, I would be able to do more for the Lord, because uh, if I was born into an affluent, uh, educated family, I would have kind of an innate access to power, an innate access to uh, uh, learning things that would help me achieve goals, very worthy goals for the kingdom of God. But you see, God looks at that on a far deeper and multidimensional level. And God may be saying to himself, yeah, you would have superficially at face value it appears you would have been in a position to accomplish far more than you think you've accomplished. But if you were to look at your life plan and your calling and mission from from my perspective, and this is assuming the Lord's counseling you, then the Lord would say to you, in my opinion, because I am omniscient, I'm all-knowing, in my opinion, you're being positioned into a more affluent family. Uh, a more connected family, a more powerful family, with with certain behaviors and intellectual attributes and people skills and monetary skills or whatever, uh, that would have superficially made you more powerful, made you more uh, <coughs> equipped to accomplish certain goals. But but God is a deep diving thinker. God doesn't do the deep dive. He doesn't go all the way down to a Titanic ship that's not properly built, or, or whatever the real story with that 
is, and, and I don't know if we'll ever figure out what the real story is, but God uh, wants us to take a deep dive with him. And you've probably observed by now that just because a person is born into an affluent, prosperous family where advanced learning skills, advanced education, advanced uh, social connections, political connections, economic and monetary connections were were you were taught how to access them at a young age. Again, superficially, that would have appeared to be the greatest thing that could have happened to you. But you and I both know that if you look at the percentage of people that uh, automatically assimilate these life lessons, we see that when you take away the opportunity for struggle, when you take away the opportunity for Developing character, having to uh, overcome impossible goals. In other words, when you take away from people the opportunity to go through trials, you're also taking away from them the opportunity to become great. Because why? Because greatness oftentimes is a byproduct of struggle. It's a byproduct of being in a successive series of environments where there's no way out except to call upon God, to to pray to God, and to trust in God. So you find yourself not having it easy. You find yourself moving from one environment after another in which you find yourself up against the wall with no way out except for God's divine intervention. And so that, that is the—you discover quickly that that is the primary teaching modality that the Lord is trying to instill in your heart and mind. This deep, deep dive of maturation, this deep, deep dive of uh, knowledge where you are forced, you are absolutely forced, whether you like it or not, to, to develop a very deep relationship with God. And that means— that that kind of lifestyle requires that you have to, if you're going to accomplish anything of the nature that God is calling you to to do and become, you're going to have to show up in life's most toughest situations, and you're going to have to show up, and you're going to have to allow your faith to be put through the fiery trials, because it's only when your faith is put through the fiery trials that you become a great man or a great woman of God. And if you take away that opportunity from people, you essentially guarantee that their life, not in all cases, there are, there's, no, you know, one, there's no one single rule which covers every single situation. So we need to get that out of our heads. But generally speaking, when we deprive people of the opportunity to struggle, to grow their faith against adversity, then we take uh, from their lives the opportunity to be the great man of God or the great woman of God they were destined to be. And this is a critical, critical thing that we want to develop not only in our lives, but we want to make sure that we're open to God, that whatever relationship to God that we have, it consists of our developing an ongoing relationship with the personal living God of the universe in which we are forced to surrender 
in which we are forced to grow our faith. And it's only in that environment that our faith becomes real, our faith becomes deep, and our faith becomes exponential in the sense that uh, adversity forces us to develop the deep roots of faith. And, and we don't like to think about this, and, and most of us would prefer uh, not to think about this, but the fact of the matter is, it's only by going through a successive series of what are called trials and tribulations. According to the Bible, it's only when we go through a successive series of trials and tribulations that we do the deep dives in life, which dig the soil, or make the soil fertile for greatness. And if we're going to really excel in the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, if we're going to really excel, then we're going to have to uh, make sure that our lives are not just privileged, and we just don't have a series of, of worldly assets and attributes, but that we have a set of deeply authentic and genuine, genuinely spiritual assets. And that's what it's all about. It's about the long term. It's not about you know, how much fruit can I produce in my life now in this nanosecond? That's not what it's about. What it's about is how much fruit in my life can I produce now in this season in my life? And that means you've got to be willing to go through the trials, the tribulations, and you have to be willing to be schooled and educated by the trials that our loving God and our loving Savior, Jesus Christ, out of his incredible love for us, is, is willing, because he loves us so much, to put us through these kind of trials. Now, that's powerful teaching, not just because I said it. It's powerful teaching because it's true. It's true. And so you want to show up in life ready to rumble. And uh, whenever I say that, I think of uh, one of the search engine sites that were on rumble. And as most of you know, when I was a kid and when many of you were kids, there was a very famous movie that was released back, I don't know whether it was the 50s or the 60s, somewhere along that timeline. But <clears throat> the name of this uh, musical was called West Side Story, and it was directed by the same guy who directed uh, this movie about this giant robot that landed in a giant UFO on planet Earth. And this robot had superior technology and sciences. And this robot, robot gave an ultimatum to the human race and to planet Earth, basically telling planet Earth and the human race to get your act together, or we that are part of this superior alien race, superior at least in terms of technology, and superior in terms of advanced futuristic sciences, we uh, demand that you get your act together. We demand that you put down your weapons and, and quit bringing the world to the edge of Armageddon. And we demand that you do everything that you possibly can <clears throat> to preserve planet Earth. And uh, the movie resonated with a lot of people for obvious reasons. Okay, so we're in this kind of environment. <clears throat> I, I wasn't born into this kind of environment. Most likely you weren't born into this kind of environment. But you discovered, as I discovered, as the years went on, the environment that you and I were born into was, was not static. The environment that you and I were born into was 
in flux. It was fluid. And because it was in flux and because it was fluid, it possessed the neuroplasticity, for lack of better words. It possessed the neuroplasticity of, of placing us all in what you could call a neurological and spiritual and psychological environment, which contained embedded fluidity, embedded neuroplasticity. In other words, because it was flexible, when pressure was applied to its environment, because it was flexible, it created the opportunity for mankind, mankind's governments, mankind's situations, mankind's societies and sciences and technologies. In short, it created the opportunity for mankind to actually yield to the ways of the Lord, to, to receive the guidance and wisdom of the Lord. And in that place, in that zone, God blessed us in a way that it probably took us a lifetime to figure out how God blessed us. But the way God blessed us was that he didn't put us in an environment where everything just worked perfectly. He put us in a highly pro uh, problematic environment in which we would either have to learn these powerful spiritual life skills or we would enter a zone of annihilation and destruction, which would have meant the end of the human race. And this leads directly into what God teaches us in his word in terms of Bible prophecy and the last days and the end of the age. It brings us directly in, into those zones. So where we are now is that we're in a global environment that is so toxic, and we discussed this on recent shows. We have uh, some of the most powerful billionaires on planet Earth who are spending trillions of dollars out of their own private fortunes. They're spending trillions of dollars to develop the most cutting-edge, genetically modified mosquitoes, which have the inherent potential that once these genetically modified mosquitoes are uh, reproduced with their genetically modified DNA, they have the capacity to, to be birthed into this world with brand new forms of DNA and brand new forms of DNA codes. So our genetic code was born, if you, if you want to put it together that way, our genetic code was born in an environment with a high level of neuroplasticity or, or flexibility, giving us the maximum potential for yield and, and, and growth, which can be a blessing depending upon how you process it with the mind of Christ, depending upon how you process it with other things that God is trying to teach you. So you have that dynamic. Then another dynamic that you have is that for the first time in a major way in the history of America, and this is post-Pilgrims and Puritans, so for the first time in a major way in the history of America, we, the average American citizen, no longer lives in an environment that you would call a safe environment. We live in an environment in which our fundamental visions our fundamental dreams, our fundamental opportunities are all under a direct threat of extinction. 
So, so God has given us, he's placed us in a world which, is, which has the capacity of birthing incredible innovation, incredible invention, incredible possibilities, but at the same time, simultaneously, God has placed us in a world or a zone in which at any moment, all these incredible possibilities by God, at any moment, all these incredible zones that we've entered into because of God can, in reality, turn on us in a nanosecond. So literally, in a nanosecond, our reality, our environment, both genetically, financially, and with human extinction-level events, our entire environment could flip or turn on us and literally crush us with the devastating weight of total annihilation, the devastating weight of total blowback in a human extinction-level event which would cause a nuclear holocaust. And if we just examine that from a statistical basis, the holocaust would be the result of a kind of collective mass despair, mass pessimism, and a mass post-Christian culture in which the majority of people on planet Earth no longer seek the Lord for their salvation or their wisdom. They're seeking humanism or human wisdom or, or human science or human technology, it, it, those things have inadvertently become our gods. And so we are serving, we are worshiping at the gods of personal peace and prosperity. We are worshiping at the, the altars of uh, Baal, who is Lucifer, and we're worshiping at the altars of Ashtaroth, the, the female version of Baal. And this is a very precarious situation, and this is not something that that just the uh, uh, Christians believe or the Jews believe, even though those are Old Testament and New Testament idols. These are real-life, real-time, interdimensional, supernatural entities that possess the power of uh, eradicating the human race through nuclear destruction, the disintegration of a nuclear power plant, or any number of things. And so in that horrific environment that we, that we were born into, and it is a horrific environment, and to ignore the fact that it's a horrific environment, and, and, to, and to replace that with a Mary Poppins view of reality in which we just, you know, are intoxicated with our own superficiality and in our toxicity of uh, superficial reality, we become somewhat insane. And in our temporary uh, insanity, we become uh, giddy, we become semi-psychotic. And in our semi-psychotic, irrational state of mind and consciousness, we forget in, in a series of successive thoughts we forget how dangerous it is to continue to live in this environment and not come to full terms with the, the, the evil potentialities of this environment. We need to take a giant step of maturity, a giant step of maturity, which is often almost always uh, precipitated by a, a massive 
leap into the future and an embracing and a deep, deep understanding of what technology and futuristic sciences can do to our world in terms of its ability to shatter our world into thousands of tiny, tiny glass-like pieces, a total shattering of our reality. So just pretend for a moment that the world that we live in is subject to uh, an enormous disruption caused by a specific numerical electromagnetic frequency or an EMF frequency, not produced by weaponized EMF, but produced by the disruption, the societal, scientific, and technological disruption that an unexpected EMF uh, frequency uh, going like a Texas chainsaw massacre in, into our consciousness would do in, t in terms of disrupting uh, a healing environment where D Jesus can be Lord. And the fact of the matter is, and this is what God wants us to discover for ourselves, the fact of the matter is, it is often the case that the most healing electromagnetic frequency environment, the most healing version of that, is never the, the environment which appears to be the most healing, which appears to be the most tranquil, which appears to be the most spiritual. As is often the case over and over and over again, as is often the case, the healing frequency, the healing environment that we can enter that will impact us with, with lasting transformation and lasting healing transformation is not the electromagnetic frequency environment that we would normally expect to flourish, but it's often the case that the electromagnetic frequency that we would expect to cause us to flourish is definitely not the electromagnetic frequency that does, when the day is done, facilitate a healing frequency, a, a positive transformation in man's consciousness, which causes and allows for the rejection of the death force due to the personification of total evil in the forms of Adolf Hitler or total evil in the forms of the Nazi party or the communist Russian party, etc., etc. As is often the case, the total healing potential that can uh, cause the right resonant frequency to, to permeate our electromagnetic field is often, often the frequency where, at first, it appears to be the frequency of death, destruction, and annihilation. Because it's only when you're faced with that level of catastrophe, it's only when you're faced with that level of, of uh, deadly, hostile transformation, it's only in those potentially hyper-negative situations that there can come a birth of what the Bible would call a biblical third or a great awakening or a biblical uh, electromagnetic frequency, which cultivates a, a biblical third great awakening, or what some people call today, theologically, they call such a open door environment for, for God. They call such an environment uh, uh, opening the windows of heaven, or they simply call it, they simply call such a situation an open heaven. So could it be that when you look at or analyze this stuff, 
from the lens and perception or perspective of eternity, could it be that when we recognize or have that epiphany experience, when we have that game-changer experience, that uh, the very possibility of the highest level of revival just happens to be permeating in terms of the potential electromagnetic frequency number, it just happens to be permeating the space that we're in, the electromagnetic frequency that we're in. So when the day is done, we come to this brand new conclusion, which is a reframing uh, regarding the fundamental aspects of the nature of our reality. It's a reframing of the entirety of the fundamental aspects of our reality. And this is how it's reframed. We, we, we are no longer stuck in the modality of consciousness in which we curse ourselves perpetually and perpetually mutter to ourselves, you know, all is lost, we're doomed. There's no way out because God has cursed us. When the fact of the matter is the exact opposite is true. God has far from cursed us. God has put us in that fresh, authentic, visionary environment where neuroplasticity flourishes and healing and revival, a biblical third great awakening, can flourish. And I suspect, as I think you suspect, or you wouldn't listen to the Paul McGuire report, I suspect that the Lord God Almighty, Jesus the Messiah, Yeshua, uh, has deliberately and with intentionality placed us in uh, a biblical zone for massive, earth-changing revivals that I believe are prophesied to occur before the second coming of Jesus Christ to the earth. In other words, instead of cursing the time zone in which we were born in, we need to begin to allow to wrap our minds around uh, the Word of God. We need to meditate uh, what's happening in this earth zone by aligning our minds with the mind of Christ. And when we align our minds with the mind of Christ, we recognize that we have been placed in not, not a danger zone. We have been placed in a maximum possibility zone in which God is calling all hands on deck. And it's in such a precarious environment. It's in such a do-or-die environment that the cost-benefit ratio analysis is just banging or hammering against the ceiling. It suddenly we have this epiphany. We have this first. We have an instantaneous great awakening. It's kind of like somebody slapped us hard in the face, which caused us to spiritually awaken. And in that momentary great awakening that could come by a slap in your face that produces a great awakening. In that momentary great awakening, we discover that we are a million miles away from an all-prevailing downward spiral negative reality. That is not where we are. Where we really are is we're flying somewhere over the Bermuda Triangle. And we've heard all the rumors about the Bermuda Tri Triangle, and we've heard all the rumors about how all these mighty uh, cruise ships and military naval ships and, and giant jet aircraft and giant 
airplane aircraft and giant planes of all sorts that were flying over their Bermuda Triangle somehow got caught in some kind of very powerful electromagnetic storm, which activated and amplified the electromagnetic properties of of planet Earth, because planet Earth has uh, an electromagnetic has electromagnetic fields, and and some scientists and researchers have actually sent giant ships out uh, to sail over the great bodies of ocean water that are located way way above uh, the the uh, they're located way way above where some scientists believe that the Bermuda Triangle once existed and that the Bermuda Triangle is really nothing more than the the leftovers. The Bermuda Triangle is the electromagnetic frequency leftovers of what some scientists believe are the leftovers of the the great uh, super civilizations, the legendary super civilizations like Atlantis and other super civilizations, which because they had highly advanced technologies and because they had highly advanced sciences and technologies that when our modern day sciences and technologies uh, would sail a ship uh, over them or or sail uh, some kind of aircraft over them, it would activate these electromagnetic frequency technologies which turned on a ultra ultra powerful force or turned the on switch on a very powerful electromagnetic field force uh, that generated a specific electromagnetic frequency that was part of the the array of ancient technologies left over from the ancient scientific and ancient uh, uh, technological and ancient supernatural uh, activities that were part and parcel of these legendary super civilizations, which had amazing and mind-blowing technologies that in their time, and that's a time period that could loosely be called uh, uh, the history of the world before prehistory. I was talking with a man who was a dark genius, let's just put it that way, a very dark genius. His name was uh, uh, Michael, and he uh, he had an advanced knowledge of both the supernatural, supernatural powers, Luciferian powers, going back to the ancient legendary super-civilizations. And he he knew that how we got in contact with one another, he contacted me because somehow he heard me being interviewed on a radio program, or he, he heard me being interviewed on a, uh, you know, a program where they would interview me regarding one of my books, like a prophecy of the future of America, and things like that. And so we had kind of like a robust debate argument because he was one of the highest ranking Satanists in the world, and he knew I was a biblical Christian. But he also knew that I was a biblical, intellectual, scientific Christian that understood 
the reality of, of, the, of, the, of the laws of the supernatural as well as I understood the reality of the laws uh, of the legendary super civilizations, and I understood the realities of uh, the Luciferian elite who secretly ran the super civilizations, such as ancient Babylon in the time of the Tower of Babel, and the ancient super civilizations like uh, ancient Egypt at the time of the Tower of Babel and also at the time of the Great Pyramids. And when you study scientifically and technologically the amazing scientific powers and amazing uh, technological forces that were unleashed by these supernatural super-civilizations like Atlantis, like, like ancient Egypt, etc., etc., you discover that these were very, very highly advanced civilizations. And so, for example, the pyramids were not just these funky, pyramidical-shaped buildings. The pyramids literally generated a, a sound field that matched up, in terms of electromagnetic frequencies, the pyramids generated an EMF sound field that was in complete synchronization with, the, uh, with, with what is known as Schumann's frequency. And Schumann's frequency is the precise numerical electromagnetic frequency of uh, the technologies, the EMF technologies that were designed to replicate the specific sound frequencies of planet Earth during the time of Atlantis and planet Earth during the time of uh, the ancient Egyptian super civilizations. So, the actual electromagnetic frequency that was being generated by the pyramids and by the underground structures in the pyramids literally was 7.83 HZ, which means 7.83 HZ hertz. And that is also known as the Schumann's frequency. And that is also known to be, by many scientists, as the optimum operating frequency for man, mankind's brain, and how technologies like computers and planet Earth and uh, the human body all operate in a perfect blend of the Schumann's Earth frequency. And so the whole pyramidal structure system, uh, on one level, you see the pyramid architecture. Uh, archetype and shape, which is occultic. From a scientific perspective, you see the pyramid-shaped pyramids, which are not only occultic, but they are generating an EMF frequency known as the Earth's Schumann resonance frequency that resonates healing at 7.83 HZ, which is a specific frequency. So how is it that the ancient super-civilizations like ancient Egypt and the Egyptian pyramids and their entire technology and their entire um, afterglow regarding technology, how is they all operated on the basis of the Schumann's earth frequency? This is very powerful stuff. This is like far, far, far in the future scientific technology that was being utilized by uh, ancient entities or ancient fallen angels. And one thing we know, and one thing I've learned in the last 30 years, 
is that all of the technology that we are currently utilizing and is currently operational, these are all frequencies that operate uh, within the Schumann resonance frequency, which is the Earth's opposite frequency, I mean, optimum frequency. And, and, and that is beneficial to man's heart rate. It's beneficial to man raising his consciousness. It's beneficial to longevity, how long you'll live. And now mankind has entered the science of longevity. Mankind has discovered the actual science of uh, uh, being in a state of consciousness that heals you from diseases. And, and mankind has also discovered the, the, the certain specific frequencies that maximize uh, longevity, longevity as in young, uh, disease-free uh, uh, frequency rates for the human body and mind disease-free frequency rates that, that God has allowed us to live our lives in disease-free frequency rates. And we can use these disease-free frequency rates for good or for bad, or for good or for evil. And whoever it was that gave the ancient Egyptians this highly advanced technology through sound, EMF, they very well could have been either highly advanced scientific angels, highly advanced uh, scientific and technological um, fallen angels, uh, demonic entities, principalities and powers, or they could have been the unique frequencies that belonged to the supernaturally enhanced, and this is, these are key words, the supernaturally enhanced Super civilization known as Atlantis and the collective consciousness of the super civilization of Atlantis. It was out of that EMF frequency environment that uh, that the Egyptian super civilizations flourished. So there's a lot of and so this uh, guy who was the he was the second in command of Anton LaVey's Satanic Church. He was the head of. the U.S. military's psyops or psychological operations program. Uh, he was one of the world's most powerful occultists, and in his occult teachings and his occult disciplines that consisted of Luciferianism, Satanism, technology, science, black physics, etc., he was able to to get in sync. And synchronize and get into continuity with um, having men and women live, breathe, and operate their entire lives in in what scientists call in the zone. Uh, and the zone is a particular state of consciousness in which you are not banging your head against kitchen pans in in the kitchen. It's an extraordinary state of higher consciousness in which you enter a specific altered state of consciousness and you enter also what's called a flow state. So when you're in a flow state, you like magnetically attract answers, solutions, higher states of consciousness. You discover you're in the flow state and that makes you uh, uh, prepped to, to be open 
to like surfing in the realms of a higher state of consciousness. And when you're in that state of mind, your mind becomes open to a, a, a constant download of uh, a, a higher vibrational lifestyle in which you're in moving or surfing in a flow state and you're going from one invention to another. And you are producing longevity, longevity, super healing, peak performance, and all kinds of things in your life that would not normally be possible. But because you've chosen to apply the latest scientific discoveries to your lifestyle, you are benefiting from uh, the blessings, if you will, of, of entering in a flow state. Now, a lot of Christians have an automatic rejection of this, an automatic turnoff of this, as if this discussion should purely be dismissed because it smells to them like it's something new age. Well, spiritual discernment and the ability or quasi-ability to smell something as if it was new age, that is not the same as the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The smell test is not the same as the gift of discernment. The smell test, in and of itself, is just an ancient, tribalistic, ritualistic, superstitious practice, like a lucky coin or wearing a rabbit's foot. What you want to do, when you're, when you're operating according to the principles of quantum physics, when, when you are operating in this world according to the, the theories of quantum physics, quantum physics teaches you that it is that it is possible for you to open the doors and enter into higher states of consciousness, which will allow you to operate your brain and run your brain at a far higher state of consciousness than merely ordinary human consciousness. You can, in a sense, on an experiential sense, you can literally surf the flow states of the universe. And so what that does is that releases a whole spectrum of diverse biochemicals, diverse um, hormones, uh, things like, you know, states of consciousness that are produced by altering your biochemical states. So, for example, the, the chemical bathing your consciousness and brain in the biochemical altered states of consciousness that might incorporate acetylcholine serotonin, uh, beta-endorphins, and many, many other chemicals produce a natural biomedical equivalent of, of, uh, you know, what what, what nature gives a pregnant mother in terms of oxycontin or oxycodone which is the hormone and drug that's produced that causes you to have that instantaneous superbonding with your child. See, these are breakthrough discoveries. They're not New Age. The only reason people think they're New Age is because people in the New Age have traditionally been more investigative, more believing, and, and more interested in doing deep-dive scientific research in human enhancement, peak performance, and, and other biochemical flow states. And when you begin to study these things, you, you recognize that there's two ways to think. You can think the old-fashioned way, which is the covered wagon way, or you can think 
uh, in synchronization with flow states, and you can think in synchronization uh, by learning how to hack your consciousness. And when you learn how to hack your consciousness, you are operating your brain, your body, uh, and other God-given mechanisms at their highest, highest rate of potential. So in a sense, you could perversely say, oh, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm operating like a god or a superman. But that's to pervert a, a, not, a natural god-invented, god-designed mechanism. To reduce peak performance and to reduce flow states uh, to, to the, the degraded analysis that, well, peak performance is only possible if you try to imitate um, you know, normal God-given designs in, in biochemistry. No, no, that's not it at all. You're learning. The, the greatest learning mechanism of all, the greatest multidimensional learning mechanism, the greatest multidimensional uh, learning laboratory is when you learn from the Creator, capital C, when you learn from His ultimate creation, God is the Creator, capital C. His ultimate creation is planet Earth, the Earth, Adam, Eve, the tides, the, the, the DNA codes, and everything else. This is a gigantic learning laboratory. It's it's the intentionality of God to teach us at the most accelerated level. And what is God's game plan for us? And quit flipping it and perverting God's game plan into, quit perverting it into a, hera, uh, a heretical uh, uh, theological interpretation. That's not it at all. That's, you know, just because there are a lot of Christians who interpret the Bible from a heretical and, and delusionary perspective doesn't mean that they weren't originally on to something to begin with. So here's a, here's a case in point. God downloaded into the consciousness of Adam and Eve a supernatural heavy download in which he imparted into Adam and Eve the supernatural capacity to learn, to educate themselves, to learn about, learn how to operate in their God-given authority, to learn how to operate at their God-given highest human potential and peak potential. That's God's ultimate goal. How do we know this? Because when God created the first man and woman, Adam and Eve, God created Adam and Eve to be specifically the kings and queens of planet Earth. God created Adam and Eve specifically to be uh, that generation on the Earth that God prophesied would rule and reign over planet Earth. The core identity of mankind is to function as the king and queen of planet Earth. That's what the whole Earth School experience is all about. We are designed to learn, to, to learn and receive the downloads from God about how to rule and reign planet Earth on a multidimensional level. Not because we are perverting the Word of God, not because we are perverting God's Word and trying to say that we are as gods. No, that's a perversion of the biblical teaching. True biblical teaching states that you and I are to function like the king and queen of planet Earth. 
the two the true biblical knowledge is to teach us that you and I are to function as the king and queen of planet Earth, and that God has given us the supernatural authority to be the kings and queens of planet Earth. And because we have that authority, we are to rule and reign planet Earth. We've been given authority by God to rule and reign planet Earth. This is God's massive plan for mankind. And so we must do that. And God provides scholastic academic evidence for all of this by by doing the following. Number one is God put us on planet Earth with the specific assignment of ruling and reigning over planet Earth. And that is evidenced by the fact that you and I have been designed by God. We're made in the image of God. We've been designed by God to rule and reign over planet Earth and to function as the king and queen of planet Earth. So that is our mission. And that mission is going to be fulfilled by God. Nothing we can do or nothing we cannot do is going to interfere with God's supernatural enhancement plan, which consists of us, human beings, ruling and reigning over planet Earth with all of the skills, the ability, and the knowledge that he gave us uh, beforehand. We are supernatural beings, and we have been given the supernatural ability to rule and reign over planet Earth. That is mind-blowing. And so, when we get to heaven, we are going to discover that not only have we been given the power to rule and reign over planet Earth, but we have been given the supernatural authority or the supernatural legal right to rule over planet Earth, and we have been given the the ability to be supernaturally enhanced in our authority to rule and reign over planet Earth. And so each one of us that are in Christ, each one of us that are born again by the Spirit of God, each one of us that are clothed with power from on high, each one of us that are walking in the supernatural flow of God, it is our responsibility to function at the deepest and most expanded level It is our responsibility to function as priest kings or priestess queens of planet Earth. We've been given layer upon layer or precept upon precept of learning knowledge, learning modalities that teach us and show us how we are to employ our supernatural power, our supernatural abilities in the service of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And how do we know this? Well, it's a no-brainer. God said to us, specifically God said to us, that we are to rule and reign or take authority over planet Earth. We're to rule and reign over all of planet Earth, and God has told us that we are the highest ranking of all the creatures that God created. We, as men and women of God, created in the DNA of God, have been given the unique capacity and the unique ability to rule and reign all aspects of planet Earth. And so that's what we're doing here on planet Earth. And therefore, we have, each one of us has and already possesses our own throne room of God uh, in the invisible realm. Each one of us has a throne room of God with our individual name uh, written upon the throne room of God that God has given us. And it is the expectation of God that we learn God's primary lesson, which is 
God is love. God is love. And so the perspective, the orientation by which we are to rule and reign planet Earth is to always come from the orientation that we are the co-rulers of planet Earth with Jesus Christ, who is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We're co-rulers with Christ. And we have been given the supernatural ability to use all the abilities and enhancements that he has given us to sit on throne rooms in the kingdom of heaven and rule and reign over every dimension of planet Earth. And so we grow in that knowledge. We develop that knowledge. And as we grow in that knowledge and as we develop in that knowledge, we get better and better and better at it. And as we get better and better and better at it, we learn how to exercise the dominion, the authority, the rulership that Jesus Christ has for us as he releases us to fulfill our assignments as uh, joint heirs with Jesus. And that's our, that's our job. And that's why we're here on planet Earth, to accomplish these things. All right, you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report on Paul McGuire. We have the long-term goals God has given us. We have the intermediate or interim goals God has given us. God has visually depicted the various goals that he has for us along the way by, by visual illustrations in the form of we have throne rooms in the kingdom of heaven where we will sit and rule and reign over the earth and we will be joint heirs with Jesus where we will rule and reign over planet earth and that's part of what we're we're doing here on earth in the developmental and interim stage and so the purpose of this is to fulfill these prophecies god has has given us earth to be ruled and reigned over god has given us an entire array of supernatural abilities talents, giftings, and all kinds of things. God has given us a vast array of supernatural abilities and talents that, that give us the power to, to in- interact on a multidimensional level with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So our job is to function at the highest level possible. And like any other job or any other skill that we are called by God to acquire, we acquire these supernatural job skills. We acquire them by learning how to rule and reign over planet Earth, by the development of the various skills, by the development of the various modalities of human enhancement that God has given us the privilege of understanding. And that's what this is all about. So, after we're born again, and going all the way back into the book of Genesis, God says that, that you and I are to rule and reign planet Earth. Why? Because God says in his word that we were made and we were created in the image of God. So you and I were created in the image of God. That means you and I were created in the image of God. We were designed specifically to carry out all the missions Uh, that God has for us, and God has given us the supernatural power, the supernatural wisdom, and the supernatural ability to develop the full spectrum of authority that God has for us while we're down here on earth. And these are very powerful possibilities. 
In addition, we are called by God to step into our role as kings and queens. We are called by God to step into our role as priests and kings. And as we step into our role and our authority as priest kings and priestess kings and queens, we then receive the anointing. The anointing is also known as one of the the, the major aspects of the Holy Spirit. And one of the major aspects of the Holy Spirit is is to teach us and school us in how to to be equipped by the Holy Spirit, how to download the Holy Spirit into leading us and teaching us in all the ways that we should go. So our assignment is to master and to be proficient as not only princes and priestesses, but to be proficient and master all the gifts of the Holy Spirit that God has given us so that we can be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. This is, this is part of why we are here, and it's one of the callings we have from Almighty God. So our job is to do what God commands us to do. So we're aware of the fact that each one of us is smack dab in the middle of a raging spiritual war that is raging on planet Earth, and God has given us vast armies of people to join with us who are supposed to come by our side, and they're supposed to learn how to utilize the supernatural powers, the supernatural gifts, and the supernatural abilities that God has given to mankind in the last days. So the moment we die, and this is a heavy thing that God wants us to understand and grasp through an instantaneous transformation and an instantaneous revelation. God wants us to grasp and understand the instantaneous revelation and understanding. God wants us to immediately develop the knowingness of this. On the level of knowingness, that's an instantaneous revelation. God wants us to to assume by faith our supernatural authority in Jesus Christ. We have already been equipped before time began with everything that is necessary for us to function as priest kings, as priestess queens, we've been given everything that we could possibly need to function as kings and queens on planet Earth. And in that role as kings and queens of planet Earth, we are to be everything God created us to be. And so, the moment we die, because we're born again, instantaneously, the moment we die, Our physical body dies, and we are instantaneously ushered into the presence of God, and we instantaneously access the presence of God through his supernatural power and his supernatural faith. We instantaneously receive that by faith. We receive that download in all of its completion by faith. Now, we have have to understand that. This is not like a take-it-or-leave-it type of a proposition. This is a demand or a command by God for us to, during the, during the time or season of our lives, this is a command from God to take a giant step of faith within the, const, within the context of our being alive on planet Earth. You and I are being called 
to take a giant uh, step of faith and as legal and factual joint heirs with Jesus, you and I are to possess by faith everything that Jesus Christ has died to give us in terms of our of terms of our being joint heir joint heirs with Jesus. You and I are supernaturally the joint heirs of Jesus Christ. So we receive instantaneously based on a supernatural impartation. We supernaturally receive in the core of our identity everything that it means to be a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And so we take a quantum leap into manhood or womanhood. We take a quantum leap into everything that it means to be everything that God has created us to be. And so the moment we die in this physical earth zone, the moment that we die, at that very moment, we are translated or sent miraculously and supernaturally to be absent with the, to be absent from the body the bible says is to be present with the lord so in an instantaneous flash of revelation we are to be instantaneously uh absent from our bodies and we are to walk and live and and exercise our authority in the presence of the lord so when we conduct our authority in the presence of the lord we are living our lives supernaturally we're living our lives in the authority and the wisdom and the knowledge that God has given us. And so now we're not just ordinary mortal human beings. We now move, in terms of a flash of revelation, we move from being ordinary mortals or ordinary mortal people, we move into a new zone of immortality. And in the zone of immortality by faith, we possess everything that Christ Jesus has for us through supernatural revelation. And we discover in a flash of revelation, and many of you are receiving that flash of revelation right now, as I'm talking to you on the Paul McGuire Report. Many of you in the United States and from around the world are collectively and simultaneously receiving a supernatural flash of revelation. And it is this flash of revelation that God is granting to you right now by his grace, unmerited favor, which is giving you all the pull, all the supernatural energy, all the power, all the dunamis dynamite power from on high that you will ever need on planet Earth to fulfill your full destiny and full uh, inheritance. Because legally, because this transaction has occurred legally in the courtroom of heaven. This transaction has concluded legally in the courtroom of heaven. This has what has transpired. You are now a joint heir with Jesus. That means you share jointly and equally in every single thing that Jesus Christ inherited from his Father as King of Kings and Lord of Lords you too are an equal inheritor of everything that Christ received. Therefore, right now at this moment, through the power of the revelation and the dunamis dynamite power of God, you have received everything that it means to be a joint heir with Jesus supernaturally. And so that means on a multiplicity of levels, you have received on every dimensional level everything that you need in this life and the life to come 
you received everything that you needed in this life and the life to come to fully function as more than a high-level conqueror in Christ Jesus. You have been given everything you could possibly need and much, much more in order for you to fully function as a joint heir with Jesus. You are you are completely an heir. You've got everything, every bit of the juice, the knowledge, the wisdom, the power, the guidance, anything you could possibly need, need you have. Now, what that means in terms of the analysis of the dunamis dynamite power of God is that when you cried out to God and asked God to set you on fire with the supernatural power of God and to become a joint heir with Jesus, that happened to you. You got zapped from heaven. It's like you got hit with a lightning bolt from heaven, and every cell of your being, every cell of your DNA, every subatomic element in in your biological, physical being and personality has been quickened and downloaded by the power of the Holy Spirit to receive the fullness of all that fills all. So you have been filled with all the fullness of God which fills all. I'll say it again because it's kind of it's it sounds difficult but it's completely simple. You have already been filled with all the supernatural fullness that fills all in all in Christ Jesus. You've got it all. You've got the divine download, which means that you're a full joint heir with Jesus, and you have everything you could possibly need to be clothed with power from on high and to walk in the supernatural power of God. And so you can completely fulfill your last day's assignment. There isn't anything in terms of potential that God has not assigned you to that you have not already gotten. You got it all when you received power from on high. You got it all. And so I need you to to be fully open to that truth. I need you to receive that truth by faith and the and to receive that truth by the authority of Jesus Christ that Jesus Christ has placed in you as part of the truth of his covenant of his word that you're a joint heir of, with Jesus and so now i am asking you as your servant in Jesus Christ first and foremost i'm asking you as your brother in Jesus Christ and i am asking you as a man of god who has been supernaturally called by the power of the holy spirit I was supernaturally called and supernaturally commissioned by God Almighty to fulfill a specific assignment in the last days, just like you were. And by faith, just like you were, I've been fully equipped and been given everything that I need to make that happen as you have been. And so this is where this is where we have to walk in a mutual revelation, where two or more of us gather on earth as touching anything or as asking God for anything, the Bible says it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. So supernaturally, God will do everything that we ask him to do and more, because we are legally joint heirs in Jesus. And so this is what I ask you. I ask you to pray with me right now in the name of Jesus, a childlike prayer. I ask you to simply say in your own words, Jesus. I ask you right now that you would give me a supernatural revelation 
of everything that you have supernaturally equipped me with so that I can fully fulfill everything that you have called me to fulfill in this earthly assignment before the return of Jesus Christ. Say it in your own words. Say it, though, okay? And now I'm going to talk to you directly. It's not an accident that you're listening to me teach the Bible at this moment in whatever location you're in. That's not accidental. That is part of the eternal and short-term and long-term plan of God. You and I are part of an increasingly rare breed of, of, of people, which I call God's super soldiers. We are the people of God that know what our last day's assignment is. We are also the people of God that know that we have been given by God Almighty, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, we have been given everything we need and more to fully fulfill and complete the assignment that God has for us. And you, like me, are also painfully aware. It's, it's, it's painful because you and I both are walking under the supernatural burden of the Holy Spirit of God, which simply means you and I are acutely aware 24-7. Not a moment goes by that you and I are not fully aware that we have been supernaturally called by God Almighty to fulfill a particular series of last day's assignments in the earth during the last days. You and I have been called to fulfill that ministry and mission. None of us can do it independently. We, none of us can do it all by ourselves. Every one of us, me included, every one of us, me included, is totally dependent upon the Lord to be our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We're totally dependent upon the Lord to be our ultimate source, capital S, and we're totally dependent upon the Lord to bring it all together in his supernatural power because we have the dunamis dynamite power of God, the, the dynamite power of the Holy Spirit. We have been given all of that and more, the dynamite explosion of God. And so this is what I ask you humbly as your brother in Christ, as your co-worker in Jesus Christ, I ask you this. I know that I know that I know, because the Lord has called me, as he's called you, I know that I know that I know that God has already called you and spoken to you about your assignment even before the world began. I know that, and you know that. I also know that you know, to a large degree already, what your assignment is and what your calling is. You also know, without any hesitancy or doubt, you also know that you have already been given the supernatural power and power from on high in order for you to accomplish this goal and mission, and that you will succeed in this uh, mission. Not only will you succeed in this mission, says the Lord to you, but you are going to be and are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus regarding your mission. So, we both understand that we're in the last of the last days. But the Lord has not given us specific dates. But we do know that we're in the last of the last days. We see the signs of the times. We see the prophetic signs. And we also know that in addition to the prophetic signs, you and I have been given the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God, the power of God, the resources of God. And we've been given power from on high in order for us to 100% complete all of our assignments 
as more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. So, the battle appears on many levels to be fierce in America and around the world, and that would be a correct assessment. But equally of importance in terms of a correct assessment is that you and I right now determine together, determine in agreement as one. We pledge before Almighty God as one, this, the following. We pledge ourselves to Almighty God that we will fulfill his assignment based on his power and the authority he has granted us. That is done. That's a done deal. We receive that by faith. And also by faith, we know what our mission and calling is, and we know that we have been given supernaturally everything that we could potentially or possibly need here on earth to totally be victorious and totally win at fulfilling every bit of the assignment that he has called us to fulfill. And I know you're tracking with me right now, because right now you and I are communicating at the exact same electromagnetic frequency vibration, to use the old hippie expression, you know, the vibes between us in this communication are numerically and mathematically exactly the same. Our EMF frequencies are communicating at, at precisely the same electromagnetic frequency level. And so there's an intense, intense multidimensional communication going on in which the outcome is victory, as in the case of David slaying Goliath. And now we come to the final moment in this communication, which is this. God called us for this mission and assignment, like he called David, before the world began. And God has taught us, he's already imparted into us the knowledge the wisdom, the power that we need to fulfill every little ounce of our assignment. And so now what God wants from us is he wants us to come together as one. God wants us to come together in one spirit, one heart, and one mind. This is a principle, as you know, that works for evil, but it also works for God. It's a kingdom law, the kingdom law of unity or coming together as one, or functioning as one, that power and that law can be discovered and activated <clears throat> by God's people or the devil's people. At any time the devil's people or God's people choose to enter into that holy unity, that holy assignment, any moment we choose to obey God and operate and fulfill our mission uh, within the parameters of it being a holy and sacred assignment. Any moment we choose to do that, we can, like right now. So I'm asking you an act of your will, just like you did when you prayed to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, just as you did when you prayed to receive answers to prayer, and God, time after time, day after day, year after year, miraculously showed up in your life, with supernatural answers to your prayer that still blow your mind to this day. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I'm calling you now as your servant in Jesus Christ, and I'm saying to you that obviously I'm not God. We both knew, know that. I'm imperfect. We both knew, know that. But my imperfection or the fact that I've been called by God is not negotiable. 
it is a solid rock, rock fact in the kingdom of God. It's a certainty. And so I, as an ordinary man of God, speak to you now through contemporary technology, and I call you now under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, knowing full well that in my inner man and that in my inner heart, I can sense and I know right now at this nanosecond, I sense and I know that you and I are communicating on the exact and precise electromagnetic frequency that God opened up for us to communicate on right now in the name of Jesus. We have what's known in the world as a totally secure communication system because we're in sync at the same electromagnetic frequency. And so as your brother in Christ, anointed by the Holy Spirit, I call you now in faith. I call you to fulfill your assignment and mission from God in its full totality. I call you to fulfill it, all of it, right now in the name of Jesus. And I speak faith into you right now in the name of Jesus. And I remind you right now in the name of Jesus that every single thing that God has called you to do before the beginning of the foundation of the world, every single thing that God has called you to do, the Lord would have you know that every little thing that he's called you to do, you shall do. The Lord is saying to you now in time and space, by your name, he's telling you, you shall do, you shall accomplish, you shall succeed in that which I called you to do. The Lord is saying to you now by name, there is nothing Hear me, says the Lord of hosts. There is nothing that you have not been called to do that you will not fully accomplish and that you will not fully do, because I, the Lord of hosts, I, the King of kings and Lord of lords, have not only commanded you to do something, I know, because I've commanded you to do it, I know that I know that I know that I have also imparted in you at the same time my supernatural power right now, my supernatural glory, my supernatural dunamis, my supernatural wisdom has all been imparted to you in fullness right now in the name of Jesus. And so the very mission that you have been called to by me before the beginning of time, hear me now, says the Lord of hosts, you shall accomplish every iota of the goal and the assignment that I called you to accomplish before the beginning of time. Hear me now, says the Lord of hosts. There is not one thing that I have not commanded you to do in your spirit today that you shall not fully do and fully accomplish. Because I, the Lord, have not only called you to do it, but I, the Lord, have given you the power beforehand the power from on high and everything you need to do it. So you've been given with clarity the assignment and the mission statement, but then the Lord would say to you, in addition to that, I have given you absolutely everything you need in abundance to fully accomplish your assignment. And there's not one thing that I've called you to do, there's not one thing that I've called you to do, says the Lord, that you will even remotely fail from accomplishing. The Lord is saying to you now, there is no area, no parcel of territory that I've called you to conquer in which you will not fully conquer the land that I have given you the legal title deed to, and you shall be in this land more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Now, 
I'm saying this to you in the love of the Lord. The Lord is going to speak to you in the following days and weeks, maybe months. That's up to the Lord. He's going to specify with great clarity your calling, your mission. And the Lord is going to the degree that you obey the Lord. Hear me now. To the degree that you obey the Lord, to the degree that you respond to the call of the Lord in obedience, there is not one thing that the Lord has called you to do that you will not be supernaturally enabled to fully fulfill, says the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts is saying to you, all that I have called you to fulfill is all that I've equipped you to do supernaturally. There is no disconnect, says the Lord of hosts, between anything that you've been called to fulfill and anything that you've been supernaturally called to do, says the Lord. Now, the Lord is saying to you now, lift up your hands and worship me. Go ahead, don't be embarrassed. You can do it later privately, if you choose. The Lord will honor either way you go. You can do it privately, or you can do it by yourself. But the Lord wants you, you can do it while you're going to sleep when no one's looking. But the Lord is calling you now to lift up your hands and to praise his name as King of kings and Lord of lords. And as you're praising the Lord's name as King of kings and Lord of lords, shackles and yokes are being broken in the name of Jesus. Anxiety and a sense of being fearful and dismayed is burning up and being jettisoned into another dimension, says the Lord of hosts. And the Lord of hosts is saying this to you now, and the Lord is saying to you, Hear my words carefully, says the Lord of hosts, for what I'm about to speak to you, all that I speak to you now, all that I speak to you about, the Lord says, all of it is going to come into fruition. There is not one thing that I am speaking to you, says the Lord of hosts. There is not one thing that I've called you to do today, says the Lord of hosts, that I will not fully give you the supernatural power to fulfill, says the Lord of hosts. All that I have spoken to you, says the Lord of hosts, all that I have spoken to you shall be fulfilled, says the Lord of hosts. And there is not one thing that I called you to do that you will not fully accomplish, says the Lord. For ultimately, it's not by your strength or Paul's strength. It's by my strength, says the Lord of hosts. It's by my strength, says the Lord of hosts. Walk ye in faith, says the Lord of hosts, and you will walk on water. So I want to close with this. A reminder, the Lord is speaking to you about your assignment. A rebuke. Don't shut the Lord down. He's given you an assignment. It may not unwind for a month or a week or whatever. That's between you and the Lord. He will speak to you through dreams. He will speak to you through other people. He will speak to you through the Word. He will speak to you through a myriad, through myriad places, and He'll give you the power to accomplish all that He called you to do. Now, I stand before you, and all I'm asking you to do is to make an act with your will, a decision with your will that you are going to choose volitionally to partner with me in the ministry the Lord has called us to do. I don't need to explain to you at this particular moment the specifics of what the ministry is, because every single person who indeed is being called by the Lord to to join me in this ministry assignment, every single one of you have also been given by God and will be given by God a supernatural impartation 
of exactly the nature of the assignment that the Lord is giving us, the, the, the details of the assignment that the Lord is giving us, the particulars, the specifics of the assignment that the Lord is giving us. There is not one person who follows me and this ministry at this very second who does not have a thorough and a complete and a deep understanding of everything that this assignment entails and everything that this assignment will bring about. Those that have been called by the Lord to join me on this assignment, each one of you have also been given by the Lord a complete understanding in your spirit man, whether you're a woman or a man, you have been given a complete understanding in your spirit of spirit man and your spirit woman as to the exact nature and to the specifics of what you are to do. You know what the assignment is. And at this very moment, the Lord does not want me to verbalize that out loud, because this is a separation point that will weed out the interlopers, the intruders, from those people who are diligently attempting to hear from the Lord. And as the Lord opens those doors, you are going to know the exact details and nature of the assignment. Very simple. It's very simple. Now, if anybody's going through this, well, I don't hear a voice, and blah, 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 blah. There's two reasons for that. One is, um, you were not called for whatever reason. You have to search your heart. I mean, you weren't called to fulfill the particular assignment. Because the Lord, the people that the Lord has called for the, to join us in the particular assignment, they know what the assignment is. Or at least they know the outlines, or at least they have a sketch as to what the assignment is. So this is not condemnation. This is not a ranking thing. This is not a cult. Be released. Be relaxed. If, if, if indeed, truly, you can say the Lord didn't speak to you about anything, then rest in that. But the people that need to be careful are those people who the Lord did outline the assignment to, and they decided to go, uh, you know, zone out and cruise control. And I don't judge anyone. That's not my job. I, I can't even judge myself half the time. And neither can you, crying out loud, because we have a tendency in our flesh to be ultra-harsh in our judgment, or we make the opposite mistake. We're ultra-lenient in our judgment. So to all of those who know that the Lord spoke to you, you have a sense that the Lord imparted something into you at this moment. And you also have a deep-seeded, as in the word seed, a deep-seeded sense that the Lord has imparted into you something supernaturally. And what that means is that the outplaying of this destiny, the outplaying of this mission and this assignment, is essentially twofold. It's going to result in the unfolding uh, and the it's going to result in the unfolding and the playing out of your particular assignment in life, your family's assignment, your children's assignment, your career assignment, and many practical assignments that that are involved in what we could call your life. On another level, this is about whether or not you made the choice volitionally, you made a choice to choose whether or not you're interested in God assigning you uh, a part in this assignment. And I can assure you, to everyone who is interested in partnering with this assignment, 
the Lord will reveal to you what you need to know in order to partner with us in this assignment. There's no tricks. There's no gimmicks. Every, don't think, if you're looking for tricks, you're going to miss it. There is no trick. The trick is what I'm telling you is at face value. The trick is what I'm telling you is exactly what I'm saying. No hidden code, okay? It's, it is what it is. Now, finally, um, for those of you that raised your hand to the Lord, for those of you who have called upon God and have sought his face, God knows who you are, and he's going to honor, he is going to honor that what you've asked for. And so this should, you should write this day down, because what's going to happen is you're going to forget this day, as I would. doesn't mean you're not spiritual, it's just called human nature. You're going to write this day down, the date, the time, and just some notes. And you're going to put it in some place where you're not going to lose it. And then you don't have to take out the assignment until you hear the Lord to tell you to take out the assignment. At the time that the Lord brings back to your memory the notes that you took, where you hid the notes, at that time, that'll be the same time when the Lord gives you your assignment. Now, I'm not playing games, and we're going to wrap this up here. I'm not playing games. This is not a mind game or anything like that. Let me tell you the secret. The secret of the assignment is in the simplicity and straightforwardness of the assignment, period. And this is what I want you to know. Any person who has a burden for the Lord, any person who has been praying for America and their families, any person who understands that we are right now in the middle of the greatest battle for the hearts and minds of mankind in the history of the world, anyone who possesses that burden, I promise you, 100% of you will hear the Lord speak to you, and 100% of you will hear the Lord give you uh, your assignment. But you still need to take notes. Okay? 100% among those who have been seeking God and asking God and involved in intercessory prayer, 100% of you are going to hear from the Lord. And it won't be some dumb thing that, like, you know, you need to wake up at at 3 a.m., three minutes after 3 a.m. and three seconds, because it's 333. That obviously isn't the Lord, because that's the number of Freemasonry. So don't make it something heretical, because... the Lord doesn't speak to me in heretical terms. So God speak. Now, in the meantime, rest, man. Keep praying. Keep doing what you know to do. Keep being faithful to do what you know that the Lord has called you to do. And this is what you will discover. It is going to be that in the middle of your faithfulness, where you, going about, where you go about simply being faithful to do what, what you know the Lord has called you to do, It will be in the middle of your faithfulness where you're going to do what the Lord has called you to do. In the middle of that faithfulness, that is when, most likely, or wherever, the Lord can overrule that, by the way, anytime he wants. But it's at that place, most likely, when you're being faithful to complete one of the assignments that he's called you to do. There's a high likelihood that at that moment, or whenever God chooses, because he's God, it's at that moment that you will receive uh, further instructions as you need them. And then another principle that we both need to understand is God operates according to his laws and precepts in the Word of God. So 
to the degree that you've been faithful with previous assignments is to the degree the Lord is going to be faithful to you to grant you new assignments. Like, this isn't a put down, and this is, I'm not trying to be mean. But if you have not, if you have developed a lifestyle of not being faithful regarding the assignments that God has given you in the past, then I'm not God. So don't, don't put God's word in my mouth. I'm not God. But to whatever degree, if you make a lifestyle of not being faithful in, in keeping or attempting to keep your assignments, um, God's merciful, but if you made no effort at all in keeping your assignments, I would say that decreases the percentage likelihood of you receiving a new assignment. Because when he gave you the other assignments, you just blew them off. You told him to take a walk. I'm being blunt. So if you want to hear from God, and this is not designed to put you on a legalistic works trip, but if you want to hear from God, I would simply briefly review you know, did the Lord give you assignments before? And if he did, did you did you make an effort to, to follow the assignment and get it done? And if you did, then I would say on a percentage basis, there's a, a strong likelihood that you'll be receiving with clarity other assignments. It's based on it's based on faithfulness. What what what's on Jesus Christ when he's riding from heaven coming back to the earth to conquer? at the War of Armageddon. What is, Jesus Christ is riding, riding a white horse, and what does it say on Jesus Christ? What, what are the two words? This is a big clue to your prophetic assignment. What are the two words? It says on Jesus Christ, and the horse that he's riding, it says, faithful and true. Now, thank God Jesus Christ is being faithful and true, because that means He's going to be faithful and true to keep his words, words, which means he's going to be faithful and true to keep his assignment. So, so you want to be perceived by God as being faithful and true. Now, the good news is you're saved by grace uh, and faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. So if indeed it is true that you, you flubbed up and you failed and you know that God gave you an assignment and you blew it and you failed to keep the assignment, and you were, or were unfaithful to keep the assignment, and you weren't true about the assignment, if all, if all of that is what happened the last time he gave you an assignment, well, here's the good news. You got saved by grace, unmerited favor. Okay? You got saved by unmerited favor. So a wise thing and biblical thing to do is for you to briefly come to the Lord and to ask God to forgive you if he brings something to mind where you failed to keep your assignment or you failed to be true in your assignment, then simply admit your failure to keep the assignment and admit your, your failure to be true. Confess them as sins to the Lord. He will cleanse you of all of your sins by the blood of Jesus Christ, and you will be given a fresh start. What that means is that because of grace, unmerited favor, even though you don't deserve to be issued you a new assignment because you failed the last time he gave you one, and even though you, you, you didn't deserve to be given another assignment because you weren't true with the first assignment, guess what? God's kingdom operates upon grace, which means unmerited favor. God is giving you a clean slate if you'll ask him to and put your faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. That means due to the blood of Jesus Christ, God is going to give you a fresh start. He's going to cleanse you with his blood. 
and he's going to look at you as totally innocent and clean, even though you really weren't totally innocent and clean. <clears throat> God is not dealing with you on the basis of what you deserve. God is dealing with you on the basis of the blood of Jesus Christ, which cleanses us of all sin. Now, if you have truly have a revelation of what that means, that means you have a supernatural revelation as to what you're supposed to do and as to whether or not you're going to get another assignment. At this point, I don't need to say anything more, but God bless you. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Be sure to visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.